Welcome back, kids and coaches, to another episode of West of Nowhere. I am Levi. Yeah, that's right. There's a silence in the air because somebody is not here. Mr. Shane has abandoned you. He's abandoned all of us. No, um, we just couldn't get it scheduled this week, so I was like, well, I better do it on my own. So, because as soon as he goes on deployment... I'm going to have to do it on my own anyway. So y'all better just kind of get used to it because uh, this is going to be your life. Um, So don't feel like a stepchild or anything in this situation because it's it's okay. It's neither of... It's not your fault. It's one of us, you know. Uh, it's not them, though, and it's not me. So it might be your fault. Who knows? Um, Anyway, so welcome. Welcome to the solo show. Uh... Before we get started, I want to thank all the Patreon people. We got Adam Pacino, Tony Burgess, Sam Norton, Natalie Tacarante, um, <laughs> uh, Daddy Warbucks, Mark Stadler, that's right, uh, Master of Media, Kylie Gangwish, Colton Zamersla, and Jeremy Brazzers. So thank you to all you who support us. Um, if you would like to support us, Go to the link tree in the bio, or in the bio, uh, link in bio, um, in the description, or it, you know, it's just <laughs> link tree, L-I-N-K dot, or L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash W-O-K-P-O-D. And it also, if you're watching this on the YouTube, which is also in the link tree, uh, you can, you can see it on the screen. Um, so yeah, uh, also thank you for the people continuing to support us on the YouTubes. We got a bunch of comments from Kylie this week and she said I didn't have to read them. So that's her fault. I mean, I'm, I would like to, but you know what? I'm gonna, uh, she thought that my description of Tommy Lee's third leg was hilarious. Um, she also got confused that we, uh, <laughs> with the lift elevator lift slash ride lift thing, uh, which yeah, I blame the, I blame the article that was written very poorly. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and then she also recommend Legal Eagles, uh, <laughs> insight on uh Trump's latest bullshit, which is something that we're gonna dive into a little more today because there's more stuff going on. So that's what we got going on today, and I suppose we could probably just get right on into her because there's nobody holding me back. You know, <laughs> no frills, no thrills. Uh, no, there'll be thrills. Plenty of thrills. Why wouldn't you be thrilled with me? Um, so I saw this story and I was like, well, that's kind of neat. Um, maybe you'll think about it this way too. So kind of, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the repercussions of what it is may, might not be super cool, but we'll find out together. It's okay. So in the, uh, Danube, uh, lake in Serbia, uh, hello, uh, that's Milos's back corner there uh the <laughs> the drought in europe has pushed um the mighty river danube to its lowest of levels in almost a century exposing a bunch of uh <laughs> a bunch of explosive latent german warships sunk during world war ii near serbia's river port town uh, prohavo 
Prohado, yes, this is Prohado Serbia. Uh, vessels were among hundreds scuttled along the Danube by Nazi Germany's Black Sea Fleet in 1944 as they retreated from advancing Soviet force. So that's kind of sweet. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, if you look at the pictures, it's pretty cool to just see something so old school and, like, not well-preserved. Because, you know, if you go to any port town, really, they they have, like, at least one World War II <laughs> ship. Like, you can go to uh, the Midway, right, in hawaii and there's got there's like a couple other ones there too and then there's some in san diego and i believe in virginia uh any any naval port you can there's they make museums out of them they're like check it out look at all these people are dead but the ship's pretty cool so did to do um anyway so <laughs> this year's drought which uh scientists have said hey remember that global warming climate change thing we've been talking about maybe have to do with it uh it's exposed 20 uh 20 plus hulks on the stretch of the danube uh, yeah so that's that's pretty cool i mean they're full of like explosives and stuff so maybe don't go check them out but um this this also like kind of brings the point to like fishing issues in that area and even in like my own neck of the woods uh driving to different places along the platte river and it's just dried up which is fucking wild to me like there's times where it's like low and it's like the platte stream but <laughs> it's it's pretty dry uh which is i don't know i don't know if i should be nervous about it or not but fuck it it's not gonna be my problem until it is and then at that point i don't have really anything to worry about because it's yeah, it's too late you know what i'm saying so anyway a lot of really cool stuff happening in Ser Serbia right now. Uh, so, that's pretty cool. Um, staying in Europe right now with this next story. In Rome, which is in Italy, a 20-year-old uh, United States Air Force uh, airman has been arrested for running over and killing a 15-year-old boy on a cycle path. Cycle, not psycho. A cycle path near Pordenone. In northern Italy, early that, uh, this Sunday, so it would have been, what, the 21st? <laughs> she was driving back from a night out, probably intoxicated, and uh, lost control of her car after a roundabout hit Giovanni's in the air. Uh, I, I shouldn't probably put all that, all that uh, extra Italian spice on there, but what are they going to do? You know, can't cancel us. I'm, I'm by myself, man. I don't answer to anyone. Um, so, Zanier's... Zanier? Zanier? I don't know. Mother had told him to walk back from the bar he had attended with two... Oh, fuck, he might have been a hammer too. Jesus Christ. Um, two friends, even though his home was several kilometers away. Uh, two friends were unhurt in the crash. The woman, who has not been named, works at the Aviano U.S. Air Force Base. Uh, one of the biggest in Europe. Uh, she had been arrested and placed under house arrest, charged with ve vehicular homicide. Um, and their her blood alcohol level and drug tests are going to be made public soon. So, yeah. So this is just a lesson to all of you. Whether you're Italian or not, do not drink and drive. And especially in Rome. God, I wouldn't want to drive in Rome. I mean, just... <laughs> just based off of the size of the streets. Fuck that. Like, I get it. You don't, you don't want to... You don't want to walk. You know, you could get mugged or worse, whatever. But also, you're in Rome. Fucking walk around. Check out the sights, bro. Like, why, why would you 
Why would you even put yourself in that predicament, especially if you'd been drinking, partying, whatever? Like, it, it seems like a no-brainer to me. Like, go walk, call a cab, and you're in the Air Force, and you know what that means? That means there's always a fucking duty driver ready to go. One call. Like, hey, I'm fucking hammered, and I can't make it back to base. Oh, we'll come get you. Like, that's just how it works. Like, so, let's, you know, get off my soapbox on that one a little bit. But still, don't fucking do it. Um, yeah, so, here's another car-related story, but it's a little more heroic, pretty fucking cool. Uber driver in Brooklyn was, uh, giving somebody, what do you call an Uber? Like, when they pick you up, what do they call that? Like, are you a fare at that point? Like, is it kind of just like a taxi? But, um, so this Uber guy picks up this dude and is in Brooklyn and stops in the middle of this fare and fucking sprints into this, uh, gets out of the car and sprints to this, uh, burning building in Brooklyn and tries burning Brooklyn building. Holy shit. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and starts saving. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, he, he was driving along past this block, noticed there was some activity in front of a brownstone brick building, realized it was a fire. Although his passenger had a flight to catch, uh, he told <laughs> the driver, had turned to her and asked if they can stop and help. And she said, obviously. So that's awesome. Um, Because, you know, people in New York always in the movies are like always in a hurry to catch a flight. Like if there's anything that's universally true about New Yorkers is they're always late for a flight and they're always in a taxi. Like I, I feel like those are the only things that ever are true about them but this lady was like cool with it so yeah this uber driver stops in this thing fucking runs inside starts helping people get out um and he's even a father of he's got two kids himself and just kind of had that like empathetic rush of like well i would want somebody to save me and i'm glad that he did this because you know i hear about the uh the bystander effect, which is like you pass a car on a highway and they're broke down and you're like, meh, somebody else will help them, right? Like that's a pretty common phenomenon. And especially in a city, especially in like Brooklyn, you're like, ah, fucking, there's tons of people. They'll get them. And this guy fought through that. He said, nope, I'm going to go help. And he did stop the fair um, <laughs> and yeah, helped. So that's pretty sweet. A little bit of positive news coming out of... Uh, the rideshare industry with you know always here it's usually like <laughs> uh some crazy shit um i also would love to be an uber driver i think that would be so much fun like until it until it's not you know but like the cool thing about uber is like can't you pretty much just set your own shit like you don't have to pick somebody up if you don't want to so like you can do it as some like extra cash right with side hustles that the kids are calling it and just kind of wing it you know and then you could you know you could de uh, decide by like uh what level like wealthy areas or you know maybe you really like a certain district or whatever city you're in like i won't hang out around this area only pick up people from that area that'd be tight man um anyway sometimes sometimes it'd be cool but yeah uh anyway so that's so that's pretty sweet um <laughs> This next story cracks me up just because just because it like it makes sense in my brain, but also it's just so wild. Um, Dennis Rodman of the Chicago Bulls fame uh, also is like besties with Kim Jong Un for some reason, 
uh, said that he's going to go to Russia to seek the release of Brittany Griner, who is the basketball player who has been imprisoned in Russia for having um, <laughs> for having a THC uh, cartridge. That's it, like cartridge, like not like a little thing that attaches to a vape pen that has THC concentrated in it. That's it. She's got nine years, right? And I can't remember if we've talked about this or not on the show. But Dennis Rodman's like, yeah, I'm going to go fucking check it out. I'll get her. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so he got permission to go to Russia to help her. And he's going to try to go this this coming week. Um, yeah. <laughs> and somebody from the Biden administration said that he is more likely to hurt than help. Which, I'll be honest, probably. But. Uh, you know, the, the administration had made a big offer for a uh, Russian arms dealer in a uh, Russian arms dealer in trade for Brittany Griner and a, uh, a Marine veteran that had also been detained uh, for, the I think, honestly, the same fucking thing. Um, so, yeah, there's <laughs> which is wild to me. And I don't think that this is probably the first time that this basketball player has carried the stuff through Russia. But I think about think about the context right this is probably the first time that she's done it while russia's getting bucked hard by sanctions and tariffs and all these things by like the whole world and i think they probably would have let it slide before but in this kind of thing like oh she's an well she is american we must uh we must take her out and put her in jail because of this like the, that kind of thing might have something to do with it. i don't know i'm not a lawyer I'm not a Russianologist, you know, I just hear reading the fucking news, you know, <laughs> but it seems to be that that kind of thing would be, uh, would be possible. Also kind of weird that, um, you know, Dennis Rodman <laughs> is friends with Kim Jong-un and then also he, he's like, yeah, I know, I know Putin too well, you know, I'm, I'm big friends. <laughs> Which I don't understand how that dude gets into that position. Like, how do you go from hanging out with Michael Jordan, uh, banging Madonna, banging, uh, Carmen Electra, being, like, the most insanely tattooed dude in the NBA at the time, like, dyeing your hair all kinds of crazy colors, being, like, a bad boy of the NBA, like, fucking people up, like, big man, like, and then now you're hanging out with <laughs> Kim Jong-un and, and wants to go to Russia and hang out with Putin, try to get another basketball player. It's just such a weird, like, turn of fate. Or, or I don't know what the right words are, but it's definitely confusing, right? <laughs> so that's that's fun. Um, anyway, moving right along. Uh, kind of I should have lumped this in with the Air Force story, honestly, because it's another military-related thing in Europe. But um, <laughs> there is a uh, uh, I or an island, not an island, a Greek town that <laughs> was ate out of completely just ran dry of eggs and meat during a port's visit from marines and sailors so <laughs> like 1500 uh 1500 people uh visited like a surplus um on this on this place alexandro alex alexandropoli tripoli and alexandropoli look i bet alexander the great name that fucking one <laughs> um, yeah so oh jesus and it says okay it ends in Poli in this line, but down here it's Alexandro Alexandropolis. Jesus Christ. I wish you had a couple more syllables on there. Um, so <laughs> there's a uh, uh San Antonio class amphibious transport uh that 
went into this place. Oh, yeah. Training called Alexander the Great 2022 is why they were there. So, uh, U.S. Greek amphibious training uh, is what they were there for. But, anyway, so this surplus of people showed up and then ate the town dry of eggs and meat. Uh, <laughs> six, 7, 6 to 7,000 eggs were needed and... They don't. <laughs> this is the quote from um, one a restaurant order. Giorgos Alavanet. Uh, he said yesterday, six six thousand seven thousand eggs were needed. In other words, we don't have eggs, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, also, I feel like this kind of event you should know is coming up. Maybe uh, import a little bit. You know, do a little bulking up on this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's... Oh, God, I'm fucking jealous of these people, though. Got to visit Greece. I know when I got out, the next deployment they did, they went to Greece on. And so Shane went, to, pretty sure. I'm so jealous. Like, as just, like, a history guy. Like, fuck, man, I want to go to Greece so bad. And, like, get paid for it. Not even, like, free, but, like, get paid for it. Granted, you're only there for a couple of days, but still, pretty fucking cool. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, that's pretty wild. They're like, yeah, we're just, uh, we ran out of eggs. Sorry about it, man. Um, you know, it is what it is. So, that's, that's the egg talk of the day, right? Um, NASA is going back to the moon. Pretty excited about that. That's pretty sweet. Uh, there, <laughs> the Artemis 1 is go for launch to the moon and back. So, this is a, um, it's just a, it looks like just a rocket propulsion system, but, um, there's not going to be any, uh, <laughs> there's no, no people on board, right? Um, the Orion spacecraft will travel farther than any spacecraft built for humans has ever flown, reaching 40,000 miles, uh, beyond the far side of the moon, according to NASA. Um, there are no humans on board, but it will carry 120 pounds of mementos, including toys, Apollo 11 items, and three mannequins. I hope one of them looks like Tom, just for shits and gigs, right? Uh, <laughs> sitting in the commander's seat of the Orion will be Commander Munikin Campos, Campos, a suited mannequin that can collect data on what future human crews might experience on a lunar trip. Mannequin will wear the new Orion crew survival system suit designed for astronauts to wear during launch and re-entry. Suit has two radiation sensors. Um, so what they're doing is they're putting on this suit on this mannequin and then it's also going to register a bunch of things so they can like learn more because that's one of the things that people bitch about oh how come we haven't been back like the people who went to the moon are so different than the people who <laughs> who go to space now like it's completely different the systems change we know more about different things uh it <laughs> you got to completely rework the the plan so uh this is uh, the kickoff of the Nat the Artemis program by NASA, which aims to return humans to the moon and land the first woman and first person of color on the lunar surface by 2025 and, and eventually make way for human exploration of Mars. So this is like little little babe going on, which is pretty cool. So um, the <laughs> so this whole this whole thing is basically just data. But this is a really expensive recon mission, basically. They got these mannequins suited up, censored out. Ships are going to be collecting all sorts of data, right? And then it's going to come back, and we'll hopefully learn more. And that's pretty cool. 
2025 will be on the lunar surface by 2025 so that's fucking soon man uh, just think the next tom hanks is probably training right a while <laughs> um so pretty cool pretty cool um anyway moving right along and i said we were going to talk about this a little more so um let's get into it the uh trump and fbi thing has continued into i don't know dumb territory i think it's probably fair to say <laughs> uh donald trump has filed a suit against the united states government over the fbi search of mar-a-lago uh, seeking to temporarily stop the bureau reading seized materials until a, a special court official can be appointed to review documents concerned so what does that mean well <laughs> it basically um also to think that they haven't already like fucking started pouring through those things is pretty hilarious to me but uh basically just wants to uh make the government provide a more detailed receipt for property and um return anything that wasn't really necessary in accordance with their the scope of the search warrant um i don't know it's it seems really fucking weird to me and i've read this thing that somebody kind of laid out and it kind of rings true in the fact that uh you got <laughs> you got somebody who not even that far into election night claimed a victory and the reason and i talked about this before the reason he did so are sowing seeds of doubt within the general populace within his fucking group and they're like yeah we fucking won and then as soon as anything comes out against that, then it's automatically against him and it makes the system look rigged, right? Weird that this guy would be trying the same kind of tactic in the same kind of manner. Okay, so <laughs> the lawsuit's filed, creating this whole hubbub of shit. Now, what's going to happen with this is a couple things. Number one, uh, you're going to have a lot of, like, I don't know, a lot of merch, but it's going to be um, aimed towards... Hey, you think the government's fucked and you think they're fucking me? Well, buy this hat for an exorbitant amount of money and help fight fucked up government. But really what you're doing is paying his legal fees and probably lining his pockets a little bit, right? So that's number one. Number two, the lawsuit, whether it's successful or not, sends the message that system's out to get me, okay? System's out to get him and the lawsuit is unsuccessful, which he probably already knows it will be, then it's even more ammunition for him to go, hmm, see, look at that, they're still trying to fuck me after all this time, like, <laughs> there's, it's just doubling down on the same dumb shit, um, you know, it, increasing their credibility when they're talking about the Justice Department trying to fuck them over, which, as I've stated before, is hilarious because the law <laughs> that brought the FBI to his door it's a law that he signed, wanted to try and fuck over Hillary Clinton, and the law, or not the law, the warrant was submitted by an attorney who he appointed, signed by a judge who he appointed, and requested from an FBI director who he appointed. Like, these are all people he put into their jobs. Like, if anybody would be against, like, trying to help him, or would be for trying to help him out and against trying to fuck him over, you would think there'd be a little bit of a hint of, like, meh, maybe not. Or did he just appoint, like, the most pure people who would just listen to anybody? I guess it's really fucking dumb, right? So, lawsuit is successful. It'll create another campaign where if this is overturned, then they just need more money to overturn other cases that were lost, um, and it would increase the credibility, like I said. 
uh, continue talking points, which they'll repeat for fucking ever. And then people at work will just regurgitate these stupid shitty thoughts all the time. Um, but if they lose, they'll win because, again, Justice Department's trying to fuck them. They'll start new comp- new campaigns activi- and activist judges appointed by Biden. Uh, the activist judges appointed by Biden are somehow corrupted by the Democrats, are not really Trump supporters, are involved with this. Um, you know, basically just slandering like they've been doing. Uh, smear the message into various straw men and compare it to what Biden is doing now, what Hillary did before, what Obama has done, which he already fucking did. Oh, Obama took all these things to wherever. Like, already fucking did it. Um, at some point in time, uh, you know, his fan base will start kind of just picking up where he left off, right? Um, and going, oh, well, he's, this is like just some witch hunt shit like he's always done. Um, keeping that money funneling in, kind of fighting the battle, fighting the good fight against an unjust government. Um, like this, I don't know, it seems like a really, really, like, effective Ponzi scheme that's relying on people who aren't smart enough to, are smart enough to make their own decisions and not throw their life away on a Ponzi scheme, but, like, not smart enough to realize that they're also getting just used. (laughs) So, like, it reminds me of those stupid Trump bears. Right, on the news, like, you don't think he got a kickback from that? He had, so, and, and, to think about this, like, if you have a friend who, or, like, a relative or whatever, who actually supports him, whatever, whatever the consequences of that might be, they, (laughs) if they give him money for this, like, if, if it goes the route that I'm saying, and they give him money for this, you gotta admit, and you gotta think about (laughs) that that friend or relative who's a working class individual is funding this billionaires legal fee like why why even take like i get it you want people to support you ask for supports via like uh what are they called <laughs> the fucking change.org things uh i'm blanking on the word right now like ask for support that way like sending spreading the message doing this doing that not asking for donations for people who are honestly probably getting fucked right now already from inflation and whatever (laughs) it's just a just slimy greaseball fucking move right um and it's not gonna stop so that's exciting anyway (sighs) you know what are we gonna can't do anything can't do anything stop it the guy's fucking evil genius not really but i do think he him and his i don't know panel of people that run things kind of have a system on how to how to read people and how to give them what they want but also get what they want out of those people very confusing very interesting though uh so yeah um i would like to switch gears into uh pop culture well kind of pop culture um you know movies uh we talk about movies on here pretty often and i watched a couple movies this last week big big cool stuff uh first things first the monty teo documentary on netflix it's actually not just about him he's got a two-parter on it but it's a it's a series called untold and the first two episodes of this series are called <laughs> um the girlfriend who didn't exist about monty teo so for those of you who don't know monty teo played linebacker for notre dame and uh during the what was it 2012 season they were like in the national championship and he was or 2012 2013 i don't know anyway he really good linebacker for them uh played for a senior season stayed instead of going to the pros and in the off season uh before senior season uh, his grandma died 
and then also his girlfriend had died and everybody's like oh shit and so it's like this very college football story of like this player playing through his pain you know fighting the good fight you know winning and they went undefeated until the national championship game well right before the national championship game uh he found out that she wasn't dead because she never existed and that story got leaked um <laughs> and it was just this whole big shit show and honestly i didn't know a lot about it at the time i remember seeing a lot of the memes with just dogging this dude and i was like how do you have a girlfriend that doesn't exist and i th and i thought that he was pretending that he had a girlfriend and then people were like oh nope she's not real but really he was getting cat and i love that show catfish so um <laughs> it followed the same kind of vein um, on this that Anyway, it's a very interesting documentary, and after the documentary aired, he got a lot of a uh, lot of support from people who had uh, watched it, giving his support or giving support to him, who were like, you know, fuck, you got treated like shit. Sorry about that. You obviously went through a lot in that situation, you know. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool that they that they did that, right? Um, <laughs> but. The documentary is crazy. It actually covers the side of the person who was uh, catfishing him, right? So you can you can hear their side of it too. Um, very interesting two-parter. I can't remember how long the episodes are, but I fucking highly recommend if you're a fan of football. If you're not, it's still an interesting it interesting story. Fuck, got mush mouth today. So highly recommend. Check that out. Second on the list, uh, Prey, the fucking Hulu original uh predator movie holy fuck this movie is the tits um i a big fan of predator movies even the ones that are not great rated i love them and <laughs> uh they're i mean it's just a big interest of mine like i think the uh they did a good job of becoming like its own thing instead of being based on like because at first when the predator came out they're like oh well this is just a response to the alien and it's a completely different kind of thing, right? Because, like, the predator in the cinematic universe is a uh, species of, like, hyper-advanced hybrid-type creatures who hunt, like, the, the most fucking the deadliest warriors or animals or whatever. And they learn from that, and then they, like, use the things that they learn in those, <laughs> in those, uh, like, to make themselves better, right? So this story follows a uh comanche warrior uh i guess she would be a warrior and you'd, you'd find out when you watch it um she's trying to become a warrior uh she's she's a youngling right she's trying to earn her stripes and like go on these big hunts with her her brother and the rest of the tribe and they're kind of like yeah you kind of kind of suck like you, you don't have the the gumption to do these things right and then enter predator as it just starts killing creatures and shit and then also you know they start seeing it and holy fuck like it was it was well done like by far my favorite one so far and i'm not just riding the hype train like i i do love all of them for different reasons even the like i said even the shitty but this one has got the highest rating of any of including the sword snake sword snake one had an 80 percent on the uh critic rating tomato meter um in an 87 audience score this one has a 77 audience score but a 93 percent on the tomato meter which is pretty cool uh and it's those two are the only ones outside of the 80 uh 75 percent 
uh, for uh, the uh, critic scores. The next highest is Predators with Adrian Brody from 2010, and that had a 65, but a 52% audience score, which is not great. And I like that one too. It had Lawrence Fishburne in it. That was tight. Predator 2, Danny Clover, 32% and 44 audience score. Not great. Uh, Alien vs. Predator. I thought those movies were the shit. Well, the first one for sure. 22% and then 39 What does this mean? Well, it means this movie is really good quality. <laughs> and obviously people like it. So fucking check it out, right? Um... I mean, if you want, you don't have to. And also, it doesn't really like, you don't have to know anything about the Predator, or any of the history or anything. Like, it's, you can just pick this up and go, oh shit, that's pretty cool. And then maybe it'll inspire you to watch the other ones. Or maybe it won't, whatever. But it's, it's a cool story. Now, definitely check it out. So, uh, <laughs> we're gonna go back to the, the favorites, right? Of, uh, I would, I would think it would be the favorites for, uh, of the show the billboard 200 right so since shane's gone i will do this for him but we got Uvierno Sinti, bad bunny back up number one from two uh debuting at number two the last Lam lamido uh young boy never broke again uh down from one to three renaissance beyonce steady at number four dangerous the double album morgan wallen five Harry's house, Harry Styles, <laughs> um, fucking, holy shit, debuting at number six, Curtain Call 2, Eminem, holy shit, I did not, I did not know this was happening, so, that's pretty cool, um, <laughs> wow, up from, up from nine to seven, I Never Liked You by Future, up from ten, uh, to eight, Honestly Never Mind by Drake, up from fourteen to nine, Sour by Olivia Rodriguez, and, <laughs> And up from 13 to 10, 7220, Lil Dirt. Um, I didn't even know Eminem had a new album coming out. Why is nobody telling? Gosh, that's pretty good. Freaking check that out. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's what uh, that's what uh, Billboard Top 200. So yeah. Um, and honestly, that's that's pretty much it. So want to thank all of our compatriots. Uh, kicking it with the Kellys, the Remedy Room, No New Friends, and the Dutch and Denver podcast. Once again. Uh, Feel free to click the link, follow the link tree, do all the things. Check us out on YouTube if you don't. Um, if you only listen to us on one, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share us with your friends. That's the easiest way to support us. If you want to support us financially with a, a couple of doll hairs, go ahead and uh, go to the Patreon. You know, do something fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, do all those things. Um, thank you for hanging out with me, <laughs> me and my lonesome, lonesome voice, and hopefully this, uh, wasn't too boring, um, without the, uh, what do you call it, the back and forth, right, so yeah, with that, I've had enough, peace out, and tip your bartender. <laughs>